And so what we saw was this huge influx of, of um, Bitcoin onto exchanges that appears to be the intent was to drive the price down aggressively to liquidate gamblers or option traders from their positions, cause the price to fall down, scoop in, buy it up and leave. And so we saw an influx of, of, of a huge amount of capital and an outflow of the exact same amount of equivalent capital, but at a lower price. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. A lot of listeners, you guys have been been messages, uh, sending us messages, and uh, you guys have really kind of geeked out on crypto. And so we want to implement what it is that you guys want uh, in us to cover. We want to do a, a, a better job of that to serve you guys. So uh, we want to have Eric kind of answer some questions, a quick question and answer about crypto uh, and what's going on right now. So yesterday there was a, uh, a dip in crypto. And so tell me, what was the genesis of that? What caused that? Yeah, I mean, and Mike, I mean, to say dip is putting it really lightly. I mean, I would say it's a it's a freaking cliff that, that got uh, driven off of. Um, I mean, what a what a mess, uh, you know, market for crypto went from like about two and a half trillion in total uh, market value um, and one trillion just disappeared pretty much in, in a 24 hour period. So we're talking about the entire value of, of a company like uh, Google or Apple or Tesla just disappearing in 24 hours. So massive, massive um, cliff that the entire um, uh, crypto and blockchain market um, went through in the last 24 hours. So what caused it? Well, uh, there's, there is always an endless amount of speculation as to um, what led to you know, this flash crash that we, that we went through. Um, at the end of the day, the most likely theory in my perspective is is a really a, was a competition of whose dick is bigger. At the end of the day, it's um, it, it's a contest around um, who can take more money from everyone else. Is it's along the lines of wealth? Is, is um, how do you get a, how do these institutions or whales, as they're called in the crypto market, how do the whales acquire more market share and, and more crypto assets? Well, the easiest way to do that is by having a big bag of, of uh, money to start with and, um, and then utilizing like the derivatives market or the options market. So uh, to distill that down a little bit, let's say that... Um, I'm betting long that uh, Bitcoin will uh, stay above forty thousand dollars, and so I take I take a long option on um, the value of, of Bitcoin um, in in a, in the future. Um, I'm paying a, a premium to take that bet, and as soon as um, the market pulls back below my forty thousand dollar my $40,000 option bet, I'm going to get liquidated. Whatever the premium was plus whatever um, amount of capital I put up on the front end is going to get completely wiped out and liquidated. And, and that should happen automatically. And so imagine if um, I had two to $10 billion, 
I could go in and acquire assets, acquire assets, and then sell them quickly, like, you know, all at once, for instance, if I wanted to, and just completely um, degrade the pricing and, and collapse the market value in that moment with the goal of driving the price below my $40,000 um, gamble. And so sure. what we saw was this huge influx of, of um, Bitcoin onto exchanges that appears to be the intent was to drive the price down aggressively to liquidate gamblers or option traders from their positions, cause the price to fall down, scoop in, buy it up and leave. And so we saw an influx of, of, of a huge amount of capital and an outflow of the exact same amount of equivalent capital, but at a lower price. Was that, and, do you feel that that was coordinated or was that something the one guy did? Yeah, you know, that's, that's tough because that's the, the cool part about blockchain and the, um, and arguably the, the, the disconcerting part about blockchain is that it's public, right? You can see the inflows, you can see the wallets, the public ledgers that are making the, the moves onto exchanges. Um, what you can't tell is um, whether it's coordinated um, because you don't really know who has what. You know, just imagine there are account numbers that have no names attached to them. So there, there are these account numbers, wallet addresses um, that are moving money onto exchanges and then quickly liquidating uh, traders, buying back and then exiting. Um, and so, you know, when, when you think about how, how Bitcoin, to piggyback on our last conversation, Bitcoin, the, the reason it's valuable is one, it's decentralized, it's owned and controlled by no one, and it's scarce. 21 million ever uh, will be mined into production. Right now, we're, we're at this phase where, um, you know, we're seeing the production rate of about, about six and a half Bitcoins mined. And so, um, you know, the next halving cycle in, in what it will be about three and a half years will cut that rate in half and it will become even more scarce. And so the price gets driven up by controlled constraints of scarcity. And so the fear um, is that if you have a lot of money, um, how do you get your hands on as many of these scarce, valuable resources as possible? Well, the easiest way to do it is, is to liquidate those that don't have diamond hands. And so that's what we saw in the last 24 to 48 hours is this forced liquidation for those that were willing to cave under the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt that happens in the media around China is not going to now be accepting cryptocurrency. That's interesting. They've put out that exact same headline five times yeah. in the last six yeah. years. For yeah. five freaking times, they put out that headline for uh, five years in a row. Um, it's fantastic for getting weak paper handers to discard their crypto. Yeah. So what do you do now? Well, so I think when non-financial advice, of course, what do I do now? So what did I do yesterday? Um, well, what I did was I took a step back. And the step back that I have is, is, do I still believe in the long range vision of the project and concepts of blockchain? Do I still believe in the technology of blockchain and what I believe it will afford, not necessarily to America, but to the world? And I say that because I think that if you're a maximalist on the concepts of, of cryptocurrency and a blockchain, you have to understand that 40% of the world is unbanked. 15% of people in Ethiopia have identification. 
That's it. 15% of people have ID in Ethiopia, right? And so Ethiopia has committed to um, IDing their school children um, on the blockchain, where it's where it is um, not corrupt against um, you know authority or power or centralized corrupt actors. And so when you understand what it can do for countries that are not ex exclusively America, you believe in the long range vision of the project, which means I believe the value of the entire sector goes up the same way that people believe that the internet was valuable in 1995 is if you believe that streaming um, TV will become a thing in the future, you would have been foolish not to buy Netflix if you had that conviction. And so when I take a step back, I still realize that I believe in the end in mind and that end in mind is still the value going up. And so um, I hold what I have, despite the massive, massive loss in value, realizing it's paper value, right? So if I wasn't planning to liquidate, it didn't matter if it went down. It doesn't matter if it goes up today either. I'm not planning to cash it out. So it, it has um, no short run immediate impact. And then I look at the fundamentals. Did the fundamentals change? Did, did, did um, Satoshi Nakamoto come out publicly and and disclose himself and that the uh, contract could actually be corrupted. No, he didn't. So nothing changed other than the price. And I wasn't in it for the short run price anyway. So you buy when it's on sale if you can. You dollar it's cost average. It's an opportunity. That's right. That's right. You average it out over to you paid X for this and you paid Y for this and you average them out and that's what you got. And you know what? There's a great opportunity when the market is down to actually harvest some tax losses also. If you have the opportunity to lose money in investing, sometimes it could be a good thing because, you know, I'm not an expert on this, but in theory, I could sell something, wait 30, 31 days, sell, sell it at a loss, wait 31 days, buy it back and take the tax loss. Yeah. So there are ways to, to put a plan together that like in, in a market like this, if you're down in the red, you can actually still come out ahead um, with a long-term, long-range strategy in mind, uh, especially when you when you just remember either you're convicted or you're doing it for a short pump. I'm a and in my case, I'm long-range. Well, I'm a listener. So I'm a listener, right? I'm listening yeah. to you. I, I've, got, I've got Bitcoin or, or, or a cryptocurrency, uh, or I want to get into cri cryptocurrency yeah. or Bitcoin. What is your advice? So I think what do you, you know, what do you do next? And, you know, the, the concern is, is like, are we too late? Right. The concern are is, we okay, well, yeah. yeah, like it's, a, it's $41,000 or something right now at the time of recording. And, um, you know, the, you know, are we too late? And, and I think when you, un, when you, when you have the long range perspective in mind, you, and you think about scarcity and you think about inflation and you think about the concepts of human corruption and the, the um the fact that that we're we're fallible as as humans and part of being human is to be fallible right and so um when you think about the long range view if you have the ability to invest with a long range perspective dollar cost averaging becomes a fantastic way to get into a market maybe that's a hundred dollars a day maybe that's ten dollars a day maybe it's one thousand dollars a day maybe it's ten thousand a day um you know the the common the common belief is you know 
Bitcoin portfolio, or, you know, with a 25% Ethereum and a 25% altcoins, whatever that is, whatever your strategy is, the dollar cost averaging is a great way to enter the market. Um, and yet, if it's 10 years from now, the market will be up 10 years from now, barring some massive collapse. Don't don't put don't be an idiot like like me and others. Um, <laughs> you know, like don't necessarily like if you're not fully convicted or have the ability to walk away from from it without significant um, financial damage. Uh, don't go 100 percent all in. Don't put everything you own in. Yeah. You know, have a balanced yeah. hedged portfolio of of crypto, of real estate, of classic cars, collectibles, of, you know, vacation rentals, uh, assets in the stock market, municipal bonds, all of those uh, wealth building vehicles um, still make up a balanced portfolio. It's just that, I don't know, the last 13 years have proven that Bitcoin goes up at a 212% annualized return rate. Um, it, so it, it's been the greatest performing asset in the last uh, modern history. And so if you're if if you're convicted that it will be that way 10 years in the future, now's, a, now's the greatest day of your life. Yeah, you, you actually get to buy to, at a discount. Now's the time to buy the Apple stock. Yeah, that's right. And I think yeah. that that's actually something that can at times be important to remember, too, is if you go full degenerate like me. And and um, you you really go into the space and look at like, you know, I mean, there's 7000 plus projects now and, uh, you know, probably five plus, uh, you know, that's probably generous. Um, almost all like maybe there's 300 that right now have a legitimate um, use case and have have staying power. And maybe that's generous. Um, you know, Net Netscape was the first browser. It wasn't Google. Netscape had the market share dominance and it wasn't Google. You know, then it was AOL and Yahoo and, you know, it was Actually, Excite and Ask Jeeves. Sold. What's that? It just two sold. Yahoo and AOL just sold for fractions. And those were growing up. AOL was the like that was it. And so that's now, right. So that could definitely be the way with crypto. Like absolutely. Or look at Facebook. You was MySpace before that, yeah. and then you know we all landed on Facebook. So and the beauty is you didn't have to get it right, right? No. Like you don't have to get it right. You just have to be willing to pivot um, if yeah. you're less right, or you have to have that diversity portfolio, right? So you know, it, I, I'm, I'm not fully can. <laughs> I still, yeah. I still, I still hang out on MySpace. I still try to find my MySpace. I can't find my my old MySpace profile. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely looked last week out of pure curiosity and if did not I find it. Your, if I find your old MySpace, what oh, we song, should share it. What, what song is playing right now? <laughs> if I, I don't know if I have the song now. Now I really hope we find it and then share it on uh, the YouTube version of our podcast because. I'd probably be embarrassed what a giant meathead I was, um, and my MySpace probably reflects that. So, yeah. what would that have been like? Oh five, maybe. Yeah, so, I think mine's Jay Z, like the blueprint. Probably <laughs> would be. I don't know. I, I want to find yours. Um, <laughs> it's probably on there. But you know, that's the that's the that's the beauty of of crypto, though, is that like, okay, blockchain probably does, or sorry, Bitcoin probably remains relevant as the gold of of the um crypto community but 
Visa has um, a hell of a business and a heck of a lot of market share and, uh, d on daily spending transactions. And it's because it's a lot more portable and usable and convenient and trusted more than gold is, oddly enough. And, and so Visa has a ton of value and a ton of throughput usage, uh, despite the fact that gold also has value. And so there is a use case for looking at um, projects that are alternate to Bitcoin in this space. Just know that you're gambling on, is it going to be Discover? Is it going to be MasterCard? Is it Visa? Is it American Express? Is it, is it diners? I mean, you know, there, that's what it looks like when you, when you diversify into the degenerate spectrum of cryptos is now you're, you're betting on who will take market share for use case in the future. Um, and it's a fun space to be in because the gains are bigger, but so are the crashes. I mean, yeah. there were some yesterday that fell 60, 70%. But they also had 1,500 to maybe 5,000 percent gains in the last 12 months. So you 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 go a lot, you go up a lot uh, quicker, and you fall way harder in those in those altcoin markets.